from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, from whom all good things come, grant that we, who call on you in our need, may at your prompting discern what is right, and by your guidance do it. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. How was the weekend of the Holy Trinity celebration at Corpus Christi? Holy Trinity was wonderful, and we're looking forward to, to Corpus Christi and bringing, um, uh, making making Christ present um, as many places as we can. And I think, you know, it's really um, fitting that we're going to be able to reflect together on the importance of the body and blood of the Lord um, very, very close to the time when most of our people will be able to return to the body and blood of the Lord. I, I, I've told several people in confession the last week or so, you know, your next communion will probably be the best prepared for communion in your life, better even than your first, <laughs> because it's been so long since the last one. Absolutely. So at the same time, we are glad to prepare our people that the doors of the church especially mm-hmm. for daily Mass and then moving to the weekend Masses. Mm-hmm. However, we need to take care of our people with all those regulations to sanitize hands and the spots as well. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think it's, it's very, very important um, that as we return to common worship, uh, a, a call to patience and understanding. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, since most of our people haven't seen us, apart from on screen for the last several months, I think there's been a, an impression that we're just sort of sitting around twiddling our thumbs. And, um, and uh, to be honest, I, I don't know a priest who's not been busier. And so, no. so we're, we're kind of starting off exhausted and then with more work to do. So, and, and we're not experts at this, right? None of us were trained to be you know, sanitation engineers. <laughs> None of us were trained to be crowd control officers. Um, and so we're relying on, on the competence of, of our faithful, especially those that do have training in those things. Um, but uh, there's going to be bumps along the way, and there's going to be things that don't make sense to people. And a lot of us are already emotionally fraught anyhow. And so just slow, steady, and open to grace. What's God trying to tell me here? One day at a time. So this coming Sunday, we have an amazing, an amazing celebration like the past Sunday, the Holy Trinity. Now we have the Corpus Christi, the solemnity celebration about the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So the precious blood has been given to us as the treasure of the church, which we may offer again and again for ourselves and for others to the Holy Eucharist. What can we call more our own in Christ's sacred body that his blood, which he left fall to this earth from the cross as the priceless endowment of our souls? Well, and yet, how few are those who know how to profit by happy the soul who has found this treasure? 
I don't pretend to minimize the celebration of the Holy Eucharist itself, but Corpus Christi uh-huh. and the devotion, the precious blood from our Lord Jesus Christ is not a specific time. It's each time when we Every celebrate time. the Holy Mass. That's right. That's because right. the beautiful uh, encounter with the mystery of the transubstantiation. You know, it's in, in that way, it's not only in the action of the Mass itself, exactly. but it's everywhere that the Blessed Sacrament itself is present. Um, I was taught as a, a child, I'm, I'm sure you probably were too, Father, but a lot of our, our kids weren't, um, to make the sign of the cross when you pass by a church out of uh, reverence for the Blessed Sacrament. Um, uh, you know, St. Francis of Assisi used to fall down on his face and prostrate before the doors of the church because wow. he knew that's where Jesus lived. Um, I, r- uh, those kinds of devotions, I mean, like, don't, backup traffic maybe, but those kinds of devotions are ultimately, um, you know, we, we learn, we learn um, relationship by doing, not only by knowing, and we learn uh, devotion to our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament, not by teaching second graders to spell transubstantiation, but by teaching them to genuflect and, and cross themselves and prepare for the great gift of Holy Communion whenever it comes. Absolutely. A beautiful connection also between how we begin the Holy Mass with a Trinitarian openly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and then the same Trinitarian presence at the moment of the consecration. So if we are talking about the solemnity of the Corpus Christi, we are not missing the precious blood from our Lord because we presume in only the, the body of our Savior, right. but also is connected with the precious blood from our Lord himself. You know, I think it's, it's important to understand, especially as we, as we return to Mass, that the precious blood won't be distributed to the faithful, um, that the church's practice relative uh, to, to the, like the way in which we distribute Holy Communion has changed widely through the centuries. But that what we, um, but that those changes have always been attended by a radical insistence that the Lord makes Himself present in this very dynamic way. A single crumb of the host, a single drop of the precious blood, contains the whole Christ, every little bit of Him. So nobody's being shortchanged or mistreated or, or rights being trampled upon or anything like that by uh, by having communion be distributed in a different way. If anything, it should cause us to reflect more profoundly on the gift that is present, even in the tiniest part of which we're given to share. So for all our brothers and sisters, obviously, Corpus Christi means in Latin, the body of Christ. It is a solemnity, a feast of the highest rank in the Catholic Church, honoring the Holy Eucharist with a special emphasis to the real presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. But why is this feast called Corpus Christi, or the body of Christ? Well, Corpus Christi derives its name in American usage from the original Latin designation. One of the curious questions here, Father, is why, uh, remember, the uh, the ascension of our Lord was the, um, on, a Thursday. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking also this coming Thursday, the solemnity. But probably this question will be resolved after our break. Thursdays are days of the body, and I think that we can explore when we come back. Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And be not afraid, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at dreamdirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services, farm auctions done right. 
Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq Des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Father PJ, Father Fabian. We're talking about the Corpus Christi Solemnity. So why Thursday, Father? So the the festival of Corpus Christi, which historically is kept on Thursday, in the States, like Ascension is transferred to a Sunday, which makes this very confusing, uh-huh. um, uh, is meant to parallel Holy Thursday. Um, so, so Holy Thursday, the Lord gives us his flesh and blood. On Ascension Thursday, his flesh and blood is, 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 is caught up into the courts of heaven. And on Corpus Christi, we're reminded of the ongoing gift of that same risen and ascended Lord in flesh and blood in the Holy Eucharist. Yeah. Father, I grew up in Colombia, and I uh, bring all that traditions with mm-hmm. myself, obviously. But the only country that uh, doing that distribution of the precious blood in around the world is United States yeah. in the daily and weekend masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we have been using in Latin America, also in Europe, mm-hmm. especially celebrations like First Communion, mm-hmm. weddings, right. and confirmations masses. So why United States begin to distribution of the holy uh, and precious blood? I see your face. and <laughs> That's all right. No, 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 no. Um, I, so, so, so we're both too young. Um, okay, to, okay. <laughs> to, to have experienced this firsthand. So I've only read about it. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I think there are several things that sort of uh, tie into this. The, the first thing is to recognize, as I said before, that Holy Communion has been distributed in a whole variety of ways throughout the history of the church, right? So um, uh, very often um, intinction, 
So some manner of, of commingling uh, the precious body and the precious blood together and then distributing it either um, directly into a person's mouth or by means of a spoon was a thing. Um, liturgical straws were oh, uh, okay. common for a long time. So metal straws that would be used to – imagine how unsanitary that would be today. But, <laughs> but that was a real thing that was used right up into the period of the council uh, in the papal court. So um, – so this has happened a whole bunch of different ways. Um, in the States, you know, a lot of this had to do with the influence of Protestantism because an essential uh, essential part of Protestant practice was to question anything that looked unbiblical and all these things looked very unbiblical. Okay. And so they, um, so, so they pressed on that. Um, uh, of course, distributing under both species at virtually every mass creates a need for far more ministers of Holy Communion than is really envisioned by the books – which is why we have such widespread use of extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion. It's difficult to understand them as extraordinary if they happen more often than the ordinary ones. Um, and that seems to me is just clearly an abuse. Um, but it, it happened, I think, out of a, a genuine desire, a, a, a rightful devotion to the Blessed Sacrament itself. And so it's simply a matter of allowing the, the bishops and hierarchs of the church to figure out the best way for those things to happen. Exactly. Uh, by the way, what about the extraordinary, uh, ordinary form? Extraordinary form in Latin. So also used to used to use the distribution of the precious blood. So it, yeah, of course. Once upon a time, I mean, not like right before the council. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it has always been permitted, uh, even in extraordinary form, and it is now uh, for people that have real serious dietary restrictions. Okay. Uh, so that's that that's been the case, and there was provision in the rubrics for the old mass that you could consecrate a second chalice for for somebody that had that sort of a condition. Um, but, uh, but, um, uh, once upon a time, um, the, the, the honest answer is we don't know especially well because it didn't happen often enough for people to keep records, but probably something like the traditional Anglican manner of distributing oh. communion was the way that this would happen, which is where the precious blood would be offered to the person, but the chalice would never be released and it would be sort of tipped and the, um, the, it would even, it was referred to in, in, in the rubrics as the kiss. So it wasn't mm. like a gulp. It was more like a kiss. Yeah. Okay. Um, beautiful. But, but the, the point here is that just like with eating and drinking regular food, you know, sometimes we use knives and forks. Sometimes we use our hands. Sometimes we eat out of paper. Like there's a whole bunch of different ways to get this done. What's important is not how you're eating what you're eating, but who you're eating. Who you eating? Perfect. Recently, one of my parishioners asked me, Father, when you broke the host, you take a small piece and add to the chalice. What is the meaning of that and what do you say? So there's a dual meaning here. Um, in the early church, it was the custom that the bishop of the diocese would celebrate the first mass of the day. And he would take fragments of his host and they would be sent out with deacons who would go to the other parishes and, and bring those consecrated hosts to the priest who was celebrating mass for the bishop. The priest is sort of the stand-in for the bishop in his parish. And that that host would be placed in the priest chalice so that every mass that was celebrated was tied back to the mass of the bishop so that we were in some way all celebrating together. Um, it became known as the fermentum um, because it, it sort of stirred to life what was in it was in the chalice. Over time, um, this this uh, practice uh, kept occurring, and in the in the Christian East, it's almost universal practice that the whole host is submerged into the chalice, and then bits of it are broken off and distributed by way of a spoon. The symbolism here is that the body and blood of the Lord are consecrated separately. So the bo Lord's body is consecrated, and then the Lord's blood is consecrated. And what happens if your body and blood are separated? Well, you're dead. 
But the Christ whom we receive is not dead. He's alive. And so we reunite at least a portion of the body and blood before anyone, including the priest, receives Holy Communion to make clear that the Christ we receive is the risen Christ, not a dead Christ. For the mystery of this body. So by the mystery of... By the mystery of... of, of, By the mingling of this, uh, of the body and blood of the Lord... um, May we who receive it, right, have our, 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 our humanity, right, our humanity restored um, uh, and elevated, divinized. That's the whole move, the whole move of Holy Communion here, right? This isn't the Jesus vitamin. This isn't a, a pill to ward off sin. This is food which divinizes, which brings us into the life of God himself. Beautiful symbolism. And probably uh, after our break, we can respond a little bit why and from when we start to receive the Holy Communion by hand. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, fredhaas.com. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Father PJ, Father Fabian. We're talking about the Holy Eucharist present in the solemnity of Corpus Christi. So, Father, do you remember a little bit uh, data uh, when begin to use the hand to that reception of the Holy Communion, then that reception by mouth? So again, you know, that, that when question is, is very relative to the period of time in history that we're talking about, right? Okay. So, so um, there, there was a custom of receiving Holy Communion in the hand in the early church. St. Cyril famously tells us, right, to make a throne of our hands to receive the King of Kings. Um, but then you'll notice uh, when St. Cyril tells us to do that, he says, and, and, and scour your hand for any crumbs, for they are more precious than drops of gold. Um, uh, 
you know, I, <laughs> it, it, most people that receive public communion in the hand don't seem to be scouring for crumbs. So that's a that that's a, a thing I think is worth considering. In the modern period, in the 20th century, uh, the reception of communion in the hand um, really arose again as a response to influence from um, Protestantism. Um, not only here in the States, but also in Europe, especially in the North countries. And it is entirely true that when it was first reintroduced into the Latin Rite, it was illegal. It wasn't permitted. But it became so widespread so quickly that there was sort of no way to dial it back. So the bishops thought that rather than have a whole bunch of people just being disobedient, figure out a way to change the law and allow for for greater latitude. Um, I think in a situation like ours today, especially in light of the pandemic, um, there are very reasonable arguments that can be made about Obviously. which which Obviously. way uh, is more or less sanitary. But um, but that I think what this shows is uh, if, if we're attentive and careful, no matter what manner in which we receive Holy Communion, there's no need for this to cause scandal. I don't think the people that have been causing scandal uh, by receiving Holy Communion are those who have done so devoutly and are careful. I think it's people that take it like a poker chip and walk off like they got a pamphlet. And can... <laughs> And continue with with the eloquent ex- explanation. So we have this coming Sunday, the, the Gospel of John described beautifully for this solemnity. So let us read. Jesus said to the Jews crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will rise him on the last day, for my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, I, and I have life because of the Father. So also the one who feeds, me, who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, unlike your ancestors who ate and still died. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. So the Lord's insistence on his flesh and blood as the food of eternal life and that use of the word living bread is really important. This is one of the great... Real presence. Right, that's right. The, the, the bread that is alive, much like living water, the water that is alive. This is the reason, uh, incidentally, um, in the Christian East that they use leavened bread because they, they want the bread to be alive. Um, Correct. And now, now we're emphasizing something different in the use of unleavened bread, but both are both are important parts of the tradition for a reason, because they're pointing to the the livingness of what's what's there, um, and uh, the way that we adorn, especially um, with Eucharistic adoration, uh, the way that we adorn the the remnants of Holy Communion shows just how vitally how vital um, the Lord's presence is in the Blessed Sacrament. It's so beautiful how you describe that, Father, because we expecting as altered Christus mm-hmm. when we preside the Holy Mass this encounter with the real presence mm-hmm. when we are set up the table at the offertory I mean the altar excuse mm-hmm. me at the offertory we prepare an, a simple piece of bread mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a chalice with wine mm-hmm. and then that transubstantiation is the entire union between 
heaven and earth to the action of the Holy Spirit to receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Father Schmemann says that, you know, when the priest extends his hands over the offerings at the Epiclesis, it's almost like the spirit fluttering down. But then the result is that we are caught up. Oh, so wow. it's so it's 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 not only a descent on the part of the Lord, but an ascent on the part of us, so that we're ultimately caught up into the throne of heaven. Which is why then we cry out, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God of hosts!" Beautiful, beautiful. And at the same time, obviously, many of our brothers and sisters have been fasting. May I say that uh, the the reception of the Holy Communion, but also the Spiritual communion is in a deeply connection with the celebration of the Holy Sacrifice. You know, my, my great hope uh, following the pandemic would be twofold. One, that nobody ever takes for granted the opportunity to receive Holy Communion again. But likewise, that we don't forget it, as we go about our day-to-day lives um, to make spiritual communions throughout the day, to unite ourselves very intentionally um, with the sacrifice of the Lord's body and blood. So it's, I think, important as we return uh, after this time of Eucharistic fast to relish in the feast that we'll be able to share in um, and to give great thanks for the gift that God has given and is making available once again. We approach our ending program today and let us concluding with our prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us his flesh as true food and his blood as as true drink, enlighten our minds and enliven our souls to receive him worthily in the blessed sacrament and to remain spiritually united to him each day. May the peace and blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Be not afraid, Father PJ, Father Fabian, Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.